NHL trade deadline is less than a month away, and all eyes are on David Poyle because he probably needs to do something one way or another, and he might have given us a clue on which way he's going to lean. Also, another re-signing to keep a popular Smashville player in the fold. We'll talk about it today on the Locked on Predators podcast. Your Locked on Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Lock on Predators your first listen of the day. Every single day, we are your free daily Nashville Predators podcast that's available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. I'm Nick Morgan. I'm a writer and editor at OnTheForeCheck.com, and I have a partner in crime. You do. I'm Ann Kimmel. I'm a writer and editor at InsideThePreds.com. Also want to mention today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. All right, Ann, it is officially a news and notes day Come on. Uh, because there are quite a few of them to get to around Smashville today. Uh, let's start with uh, one I think a lot of people can all get behind, uh, Tommy Novak. Yes. Coming back next season. Uh, Preds announced yesterday that they have signed him to a one-year $800,000 contract uh, for next year. As they noted in the press release, he got called up um, back around December. Mm-hmm. And uh, since that time has instantly become kind of a, a hot player. For Nashville, uh, 11 points in 20 games. He's had some stints on uh, the first line, three points in his past five games, and uh, was also on a absolute scoring tear for the Admirals this year, too. So there's some history there. And what's uh, your takeaway on Tommy Novak coming back for one more year? I actually love this deal. I I love Tommy Novak. Tommy Novak, I think, has been one of the quieter but exciting storylines for the Predators. My husband calls him the invisible MVP because while he's not, you know, necessarily the player just racking up all of the stats, I mean, he's doing well, but he's always around the action. And so for me, Tommy Novak, I think this is fantastic. I thought it was interesting. It's just a one-year deal. So just a little something I thought was kind of interesting. But I'm here for the Tommy Novak action. The other thing that I will say about Tommy Novak that I really like is that he is on that second power play unit. And I know that the power play has been kind of a hitch in the giddy up off and on this season. But I really like that not only are you getting, you know, a really good centerman, he's been centering Trennan and Janot for the past several games. That's kind of where he's landed recently. But you also have somebody who is contributing on special teams who has, you know, potential to kind of open some things up on that second power play unit. So look, 100% all in for Tommy Novak. 100% here for this. And I can't imagine there are people who aren't, and yet, maybe. I don't know. I I doubt it. Um, Less so than the other signing the Preds announced this week. Um, Yeah, yeah, I mean, the thing about Novak is this is kind of a deal very similar to Cole Smith, Mm -hmm. whereas, you know, hey, this is your chance to kind of earn a spot. 
next year. If Tommy Novak kind of keeps playing the way he's been playing, he goes into camp next year and is a really good kind of depth uh, scorer or center, or he's a guy that the Preds need to keep around and just kind of test the waters with him if they do plan on uh, going a full rebuilding route. Uh, and if they're not, if for some reason there's other players ahead of him uh, that, you know, are better suited for the roles that he's in, uh, if for some reason he can't quite build on that same sort of magic he's had at times this year, then it's one of those deals that you send him to Milwaukee on right. uh, what is basically a very bare minimum NHL contract. And um, yeah, and then he spends the rest of his time as an admiral. So, yeah. you know, no really uh, it's you know uh, uh, just like cole smith low risk high yeah. high reward move yeah and like you had said tommy novak had just been lighting it up in milwaukee i think a lot of people were surprised that the that the call up you know first was Yuso person in and the, the second one then was tommy novak i think people were surprised that phil tomasino hasn't been called up before both of them but you look at what they were each doing in milwaukee tommy novak was on a point per game run you know when he was in milwaukee he just really has lit it up he was named to the ahl all-star classic roster couldn't go nashville kind of yeah he kind of got kind of missed out on that because of the call up to nashville but um, yeah, Tommy Novak, lots and lots of upside to this to this young player. I really like him. I like what he brings. He's not super flashy again, but if you watch Tommy Novak, he is always around the action. He is 100% on the ice. He is doing what they need him to do. You know, I, I love this signing. Love this signing. Love yeah. this guy. Yeah, I feel like high end, he's like kind of one of those guides that, you know, maybe best case scenario uh, on a winning team. He's kind of like that, like third line depth scoring center. Yeah. Uh, you know, the guy that's maybe, you know, centering two more gritty players, uh, but still has an opportunity to kind of, you know, add some scoring pop. I, I think that's, that's kind of the role I think the Preds envision for him long-term. So we'll see if um, that comes to fruition. The other thing, Anne, is that it takes somebody uh, off the board for next season's uh, what's turning out to be a very interesting cap situation uh, for the Nashville Predators. And this is a big thing we want to get into today. Uh, So the Predators, with Tommy Novak signed, uh, have about $11 million in cap space heading into next season like that's mm-hmm. their projected cap space yeah and that does not include contracts for these players that are either going to be restricted free agents or unrestricted free agents alexander carrier dante fabro cody glass tanner Janot, uh down in milwaukee uh john leonard and jimmy huntington probably not you know big on that uh marcus nermy who has you know it's kind of a longer term project that the preds have kind of been interested in keeping and then you have unrestricted free agents guys that you don't really have power under uh there you know there's some players like mark jankowski Mm -hmm. and uh, um you know michael mccarran zach sanford that i don't think are gonna be back next year but there's kevin lankinen Come on. Who's, this kind is... of been, who's kind of been uh, one of your key players 
this offseason? Do you bring him back and give Askarov another year in the minors? If you do, you're going to need to kind of pay him. Uh, there's also Mark Borowiecki. Who knows what that situation is uh, right now, if the Predators are going to give him kind of one more year. Um, yeah, I mean, and there's just, you know, there, there's decisions on other players that don't matter as much, like Thomas Famachka and Devin Cooley. But love them. You know, but... there's a lot of big names I mentioned just there, and yeah, uh, that are in need of a new contract. You have $11 million to play with. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget, you're probably going to need to upgrade this roster for next season, which means bringing in some free agents. So, and boy, David Boyle's in a bit of a pickle here. Bit of a pickle here. You know, I sat down last night and was kind of looking at the UFAs and RFAs and like, okay, just setting aside money as much as possible, who would I bring back and who would I, you know, who is the priority to sign? Who is somebody that I see maybe going a different way? And I think you hit on one of the, one of the biggest discussions that Nashville has to have. And that comes down to Kevin Lankinen. Mm-hmm. What are you going right. to do with Kevin Lankinen? Um, You've got a very reliable backup. And I'm surprised. I will say this. I'm actually a little bit surprised that Lincoln is not seeing more games. I know that Saros, you know, tends to do better. We've talked about it. He tends to do better with consistency. But you've got this really solid, really solid backup in Kevin Lincoln. Uh, and you're paying him a million and a half dollars. And look, again, every time I say Kevin Lincoln's name, I always want to follow it up with I was wrong. I'm sorry. You know, because you and I hated this signing. We hated this signing um, because of Connor Ingram have since mended my ways. I I love this signing. I just don't see a scenario where Askarov is ready for next year. I I feel like that's rushing it. But is it worth a million and a half? two million, two and a half million to keep Kevin Lincoln in here another year. Yeah. So, so we, I asked um, Rachel and Eric who do our uh, Milwaukee coverage for uh, on the four check. And they both kind of were in the same agreement that they would like to see Askarov one more year Mm -hmm. in the AHL to, to really develop. So I, I don't know if the Preds are going to have that patience if they're really strapped, if they're really up against the cap. You know, right. I feel like you may not have a choice if you're David Boyle to, you know, call up Askarov. It's not going to be a situation where Askarov is challenging for the number one job next year. Oh, gosh, no. Um, or if he is, then, oh, huh, well. We've we got have, way bigger we have, issues. <laughs> we have a whole other hot button show to talk about. Oh, my gosh. Um, don't even I, I feel it like, out there. Yeah, I feel like best case scenario Askarov is one more year. But again, like, are you willing to give like Kevin Lincoln and made 1.5 million this year? Mm-hmm. The way he's playing, you're gonna probably have to give him a raise next year. Right. Maybe something with some term. And are the predators gonna be willing to give that? Or is he gonna go elsewhere, try to build off of this and maybe try to steal a number one job somewhere? Yes. So who knows if that situation is going to work out. There's a couple other interesting names on that too. Plus the changes are coming folks that I think that's the takeaway from this is there's going to be some changes. The big question is when, 
And that's a topic we're going to dive into in just a second. First, though, want to mention today's show, once again, is sponsored by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. It's the only app you need for what's happening this weekend and besides the cheese ball. And the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. That's right. It's a perfect time uh, to download the FanDuel app, who is there now, our official sports betting partner from the Lockdown Podcast, and they have a special for new customers. So if you download FanDuel now and you bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet, you'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. And that can be a bet on anything from the money line to the point spreads to who will score a touchdown, how many passing yards Patrick Mahomes has. Is Jalen Hurts going to score a rushing touchdown? All bets that you can bet on on the FanDuel app. And the FanDuel app, it's safe. It's secure. It's super easy to use. But best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. You know, $3,000 bag, not as good as a cheese ball, but I still think it's a pretty good deal. So make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. So back to the main topic today, Ann, which is this roster pickle that David Boyle sounds himself in. One sounds delicious. Um, Yeah, I mean, there's tough decisions that are on the horizon. We talked about the Kevin Lankinen one Mm -hmm. uh, a little bit. I mean, here's the thing. The contracts mentioned, they don't even include guys like Phil Tomasino, who if he's not on the roster next year, if he's not on the NHL roster, uh, there's a concern there. And I'm not exactly sure for whom, but there is a concern there. Fair um, you know, you're going to want to bring some people in like Luke Evangelista. Is, has he proven himself? You know, he's an AHL all-star in, in his rookie AHL year. Has he done enough? Uh, on the blue line, you know, you're going to have some decisions to make uh, on guys like, you know, Mark Del Geizo, who mm-hmm. has, you know, performed very well in Milwaukee. You've got a lot of people coming up, and that leads to the kind of conundrum that David Poyle is facing. You're going to need to make changes but with the cap situation, that's going to be tough. So what do you do here, Anne? I mean, I don't know what other options there are when you look at who the Predators probably want to lock in. Uh, there are some contracts that are going to need to move off the books. The problem is, from one problem to the next problem, is which contracts are movable? for the national predators at this point, you know, you're going to need space when you look at who the predators need to sign, even if they kind of crash and burn this season. And if David Poyle embraces like, Hey, we're going to really lean into the prospects and the youth, and we're going to start a rebuild. You still have some people (laughs) you're going to have to pay some serious cash to, to get that done. And you're going to need to move some people off the books and you look at the books and I'm like, 
that's that's not a book I want to read, and that is a, <laughs> that is a book I will return to the library while skipping the book club. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what do you do? What what yeah. do you, I mean? There's going to be some magic math. And here's the situation: you got Ryan Johansson after this for two more years at eight right. million dollars per. You got Matt Duchesne for three more years at eight million dollars. I, I don't think they're touching Forsberg. You have Mikhail Granlund. Two more years at five. Colton Sissons just under three for three more years. And it's yeah. like, you know, that situation. Look, we, we talked about the roster situation for next year, Ann, but you know, the year after that, Yakov Trenin comes off the books. Yuso yes. Parsonen comes off the books. Um, you know, you're gonna have to make a situation down the road on UC Saros soon because he only has two more years left on his deal. So you're, there's a lot of people, even like even if you can figure out a situation to make it work for yeah. next year, that's not solving the problem because even the year after that, the next couple of years, you guys have rosters coming off the books of people who are going to need big raises. Right. Right. Uh, and, and so that's going to be a situation where you're not going to have the roster room for that. So that's where we go back to who do you move? Because you've got to clear some money off the books. Here's the thing. We kind of heard there's whispers for years and years and years now, mostly two seasons, uh, but, <laughs> but you it know, feels this, like this whole debate about Ryan Johansson or, or Matt Duchesne, and I'm sure the Preds would love to move one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Out of those two, and I mean, Ryan Johansson, just because he only has two years left, seems like the easier contract to move. But if you're an NHL team, are you going to want to put $8 million on your books of a guy who's never really played like a number one center since, you know, 2018 to 2019? Well, and I, I'm going to push back just a little because I, again, last night spent way too much time having an existential crisis over this Ryan Johansson, Matt Duchesne issue. Yeah, Ryan Johansson only has two years left on the contract, so that you would think makes it more appealing. But my question back to you is, does Matt Duchesne's last season make him actually the more appealing person for other teams? I don't know. And regardless of either one, are how are the Predators going to move an $8 million contract? Yeah. How are it, they going to move an $8 million? I mean, they're going to have to retain something, aren't they? Yeah. It's a double-edged sword because you have to move something. But the thing you might have to move is not the one you want to move. It's just going to be the easiest piece to move, like Matthias Ekholm. Uh, like we said, his four-year extension just started this year, and he's got three more years at six, you know, just over six million dollars. Like, that's you don't want to move Matias at home, but there's going to be a team that pays or is willing to pay that much. I mean, hey, this year the Predators were that team, they got Ryan McDonough, True. and he's got three more years left on his deal at just under seven million. So there's these there's these big pieces that I'm sure David Poyle doesn't really want to move, but he doesn't have a choice, Ann. Yeah. So that's that's my question. Here's my question to you. Out of the people that are kind of in this sphere right now, mm -hmm. who do you think is going to be the easiest to move? Ooh, see, I hate that question because it's a very different answer than who do I 
want to see moved. Well, who do you want to see? Okay, we'll start with who do you want to see move? Okay, first of all, nobody, because I become emotionally attached. But uh, money-wise, you simply have to move, and and I hate to say this, but you've got to move either Matt Duchesne or Ryan Johansson, one or the other. Um, And you know- Among those two, one that you would keep and one that you would give away? I, again, existential crisis with this one. I struggle with this one. Um, I think production-wise, Matt Duchesne is probably the better bet. I will say, I wonder dynamic-wise, and I have nothing to base this on, so this is pure speculation. I've not seen anything that indicates this, but I just wonder dynamic-wise if you're going to shrink your core down to build around it if Ryan Johansson, because of just longevity, isn't your better bet to keep. If he's like a guy that's kind of in there for like mentoring. Yes. Yes. And, and, but again, I've heard that Matt Duchesne has been doing some of that as well. So that one could go either way. I, you know, logistically it would be easier if you could move Matt Duchesne because then you're only down to two years with Ryan Johansson. So let's say we move Matt Duchesne and, and, you know, we get $8 million in free space and by God, I better get a great Dane puppy out of that. Just because that's what I deserve. Um, I think that's who I would want to move. I really, and, and I've said it before, and I will say it again, I have a huge problem with moving Matias Ekholm, but I think that is probably an appealing contract to other teams. That contract is more appealing. You're going to get more. It's not just about number. You're going to get more. If you're another team looking in, you're going to get more if you can get Matias Ekholm than you are if you get Ryan Johansson or Matt Duchesne setting aside numbers, but numbers lean it even further. I am not a fan of trading Matias Ekholm. Not a fan. Not here for it. But I can totally understand that he is probably somebody the other teams would like. Yeah. Uh, A couple of other interesting players uh, that could potentially... be on the block if the Preds can't find the right deal for them, uh, including Tanner Janot, or dare we say somebody like Alex Carrier or Dante Favreau. A couple of them have already been mentioned in trade rumors this year. Uh, we'll dive into that in a second. First, want to let you know today's episode's brought to you by our great friends at Built Bar. If you know Nick and I at all, you know we are Built Bar fans. Um, we've just gotten through the holidays. I know everybody's kind of trying to make some healthier choices, and I know this about the time where those fall away. But stick with Built Bar. You know, Built Bars are very healthy, but they also taste great. They are an easy way to stick with that healthy living New Year's resolution that you made. So what makes Built Bar so good? Look, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, and that makes everything better. So you're getting 100% real chocolate. They come in so many unbelievable flavors. Uh, My son loves the churro. Peanut butter brownie is amazing. And even coconut almond, which maybe doesn't sound appealing, but it hits. And I don't know how Built does it, but they make these great tasting bars and great flavors, but they also maintain really great macros. So when you're eating a Built Bar, you are consuming just 150 
130 calories and only four grams of sugar, but you are getting a whopping 17 grams of protein. And the great news is you don't have to wait around now to try Built Bars. For years, we've talked about going to Built.com to place an order, but now you can just go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right, just head into your Walmart today. If you head over to the pharmacy section, you're gonna find a four count box of Built Bar in a bunch of amazing flavors. Or if you think bigger is better, drive over to Sam's Club and you can pick up an 18 or 13 count box of Built Bars. And they come in all these amazing flavors. Both places are gonna have brownie batter. They're gonna have cherry barcia. They're gonna have raspberry chocolate. You're gonna thank me later if you do it. And of course, you can still go to built.com to get your built bars. Whether you hit up Walmart, Sam's Club, or built.com, you will be getting great taste and you will be getting a healthy protein bar. All right, Ann. So a couple other restricted free agents the Preds have to figure out what to do with. Yeah. Uh, Cody Glass, Tanner Janot, Dante Fabro, Alex Carrier. Uh, it seems like it's destined that Dante Fabro is going to leave the Nashville Predators at some point. I mean, it just seems like that's going to be the logical conclusion. He's been in trade rumors for, I would say, about two years now. Because there is some whispers yeah. last year that maybe the Preds yeah. were dangling him for a contract. Um, I mean, it, it just doesn't seem like that is a the role he's paying and you know, they, they would have to pay him about, you know, two and a half million to qualify him. It just doesn't seem like that's something the predators are going to willing to do, uh, especially because the other guy, Alex Carrier, another right shot defenseman, he's a restricted free agent too. He is making $733,000 this year, which means the Preds are going to have to use a big, chunk yes. of change to lock him in long-term. Yes. And when you look at both of them, I don't see the Predators keeping both of them. If you look at both of them, I think that Carrier, you know, and nothing against Dante Fabro's play at all, but I think Alexander Carrier, when you have him partnered up with Matias Ekholm, you have such an important defensive pairing there that I just think that's who you go with. I do think Alexander Carrier could make a lot more money if he – tried out for Bridgerton because he would completely be cast. But if he wants to stick with sure. hockey, I think Nashville will pay more money to resign him. And I think that they've seen enough from Jordan Gross and they have Roland McEwen where they could bring somebody up if they ended up, you know, getting rid of Dante Fabro. So I, I lean towards Alexander Carrier as well on that. Yeah. Uh, here's another interesting one. Tanner Janot. Mm. Now here's the guy. He's making 800000 this year. Mm -hmm. This was a guy who had 24 goals in his first full rookie season a year ago. A guy, a bona fide 20-goal score. Yes. Uh, remember, he even had a pretty good scoring touch that uh, the COVID late start year. Yes, he did. But this year, not even close to the same impact. Yeah. Well, so if you're the Predators what do you do there? Because you have a feeling Tanner Janot is going to want to have a big raise. And mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, he's regardless, he's going to make more than 800,000 a year, wherever sure. he winds up. For sure. But if you're the Nashville Predators and cap space is a premium, are you willing to pay that? Or are you willing to dangle him somewhere else? 
I, this is one that I really go back and forth on. What are the Predators going to want to do with Tanner Janot? No, he his production this season has not been anywhere near what we saw from him last season. Neither is Yakov Trenin's. You know, so, you know, that herd line just hasn't been as productive. But Tanner Janot is such an identity piece. You know, we've kind of gotten away from the identity, identity, identity word that that John Hines used and used and used. But Tanner Janot is such a personification of that, that I don't know. Do you think David Poyle is willing to dangle him or to let him go? Do you think we're in a cap space where that's somebody that they're going to have to sacrifice? Well, and he's also arbitration eligible too. So he can request arbitration if the Predators don't trade him. And then the, you know, arbitrator can go, yeah, he's a 20 goal scorer, uh, $3 million for two years. And then all of a sudden the Preds are are stuck with this contract for two years. Uh, Is that a risk the Preds are going to be willing to take? Are they willing to kind of go through these tough negotiation with him? Or do they be like, you know what? We like him. We just don't see that the contract is going to fall our way on this. Again, yeah. these are these are some tough decisions. And again, maybe if you go back and you trade one of your bigger pieces, you know, a Ryan Johansson, a Matt Duchesne, a Matthias Eckholm, Mikhail Granlund. We okay. haven't talked about Granlund, but does that seem like somebody that if you're David Poyle, you're trying to get off the books? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I really think so. And and it's so difficult because you and I last season, we were talking about, look, who is the the under the radar guy getting it done? It was Mikhail Granlund. Yeah. This season, we haven't seen that. And here's the thing. These players are in a pickle as well because the Predators are under the gun and, and their window for proving something is shrinking. You know, Mikhail Granlin, what he did last season may come to mean not much when it comes to, look, we got to get some money. And Mikhail Granlin's season this year may not be enough to keep him around. And I, you, the same thing with Tanner Janot. Yeah. You know, the window for solidifying your future with this organization is shrinking because of the cap situation. So I can see the Predators perhaps shopping Mikhail Granlund. Yeah. And that's a, you know, an easier contract to move than, you know, a Deshane or a G- Johansson sure. because, you know, two years left 5 million. Uh, there's a lot of teams that can, that can eat that quick. Uh, you know, it seems to me, Anne, that the only two sure things I can see out of this group is Cody glass. Mm-hmm. I, I, don't see them the way he's played and his age and everything like that. I don't see the predators moving on from him. Um, if they do, that's a bad sign. And I'm not sure against who again. Yeah. Um, and I, I just don't see them trading Alexander Carrier. Yeah. Unless they I, go full rebuild. Yeah. And, and I agree with you with Cody Glass. I think Cody Glass can walk in confidence and quote Vivian Ward from Pretty Woman and say, I'm a sure thing. Like, 100%. You've never seen Pretty Woman? Is that, a, is that another one we have to add to the live stream? Oh, my goodness, yes. And I might bump that before Love Actually because, like, there's a whole language from Pretty Woman that I incorporate in my life. Yeah, she says, you know, I appreciate this whole seduction scene you've got going here, but let me give you a little tip. 
I'm a sure thing. She's she's a hooker. You know that, right? Do you know that part? I do know that part. Okay, I, and okay. I know the box. That's the only thing Yes, I know. the box. Yes. That was actually unscripted. Little bit of trivia. She also says that in the movie. Little bit of trivia. <laughs> Got a whole thing. But Cody Glass, back to hockey, is a sure thing. Um, and, and I agree with you. I think at losing Alexander Carrier would be terrible. So I agree with you. Those two are sure things, but I think there's a lot of question around some of these other people. Are we going to be signing them? Are we going to be saying sayonara to them? I don't know, but I know David Poyle got his work cut out for him. Yeah, it is going to be a wild ride folks. So, uh, buckle up. Because we have a lot to get through. Oh, God. Probably over the next, um, what, 20, 27 days, something like that. Yeah. Until the NHL trade deadline. It's coming up fast, so. How how much of this do you think is going to happen around trade deadline? And how much do you think it's going to happen after the season? I, I mean, I think you got to do something at the deadline. I mean, whether that's whether that's Dante Fabro, who's not exactly playing a big role right now, mm-hmm. but I feel like if you try to do all of this in the off season, you're gonna. I don't, yeah, I don't think David Poyle's gonna, gonna explode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like I said, we we talked about this before. I don't think David Poyle's a guy that likes to do a lot of tinkering in season. Uh, but with the situation that he's in, he's coming up on a, a very, very quick uh, conundrum. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Uh, so there's going to be a lot to watch for uh, up until the NHL dread deadline. And of course, up until through the summer, because like we said, David Boyle is going to have to do something. Things some are going to be a change in. Yeah. Uh, of course, we'll be here every step of the way for it. And where can people find your work? You can find my work online at insidethepreds.com. And you can find me on Twitter at ANK underscore Mama on Ice. You can find me at ontheforecheck.com. Follow me on Twitter at underscore NS Morgan and follow the show at LO underscore Predators. Uh, however you're listening to the show, be sure to hit the subscribe button, whether it's on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. That way you'll always know when we have fresh stuff out for you. That's going to do it for us on today's Locked on Predators podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We'll be back tomorrow with an all-new episode. We'll see you then.